Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Catfish Weekly. This is Catfish Weekly 39, Post Monsters on the Ohio, 2014. So, uh, basically, we just got done filming. We did a lot of filming down at Monsters on the Ohio. Uh, wasn't live broadcasting. Uh, basically, uh, we did a lot of filming to edit together an entire sort of uh, video. Might be an hour, might be a little longer, might be a little less. We don't really know yet. Uh, but we had a great time down there. We got a lot of great footage, met a lot of great people. Um, some of us did decent, I guess. Some of us not as well. Um, but uh, I'm going to go, I think... Uh, we started off, I think, Thursday. We started off doing a little bit of filming at Bassinmore. What did you guys uh, think about that? Well, I think it was a good show. Uh, of course, I've had the advantage over everybody of getting to watch the uh, the footage a couple of times here, trying to get everything downloaded so we can get it edited. And um, uh, the footage is is pretty good, and we got a lot of good people on there. We got Jim and Sheila from Bassinmore and. And Jody, who actually won it, and, you know, he's in the, in the the footage he's talking about. He never does well down there. It's his local tournament, and he never does well. Well, he done good this time. You know, he done really good. And uh, you know, we had uh, Baker, uh, the Steve Baker, the guy from uh, the radio station that Aaron does so much stuff with, and Aaron was on there, and uh, you know, just a host of people. Uh, uh, Joe Lucky and Jerry Klein and. Uh, I, I can't name them all off. I just can't remember them all. But, I mean, it, I thought it turned out really well. We'll get it edited and get it out there. And uh, we come in after uh, after uh, the meeting on Friday night and went in the Ramada. They was good enough to let us use uh, the break, the breakfast room in there. And, and we had uh, Ray and Rena Stitcher and their son Jacob and, uh, you know, uh, Bink Fox and a, a host of others on there Friday night. And, and I think everybody had a good time, and um, you know we're, we're going to have to upgrade some of the microphone stuff, and, and I'll take care of that. And uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll improve if we're going to be doing live live shows or recorded shows. Either one, we'll we'll get what we need and improve on it and get it better. But for the first shot at trying it, I thought it went very well, and and um, I was quite impressed with uh, with the whole thing. Uh, one thing I would like to say before I, I let Chuck tell how he thought it was. Um, we got down there on Wednesday, and immediately we had people coming up to me and talking about the show and this and that, and uh, people asking to have their pictures taken with me. It was the most humbling thing that I've ever been involved with. I, I knew that, that we had a lot of viewers that, that we knew about and didn't know about, um, but... I have the feeling we're making an impact on this, and, and I'm very pleased with uh, the fact that you guys and, and I have, have joined in on this thing and uh, are making an impact on the catfishing world. And uh, I believe that not only do we have fishermen and stuff listening and watching the show, I think we have some of the conservation places uh, tuning in and, and a lot of people that we don't know about. But like I say, it was very humbling to me to know that that many people, some I knew and some I didn't, uh, would talk to me, talk to us about the show, and and uh, it would it would really give me a heartwarming feeling that that we're doing something that they want to see. So what do you think, Chuck? I think. 
Yeah, uh, you know, this is the first time I've uh, been around, uh, you know, this many cat fishermen at one time. And um, I was really impressed. From the time I pulled up, um, I didn't even have the boat backed up to the curb yet. And uh, here come one of my longtime mentors since I've been uh, on the social networking, and it was Doc Lang. And, I mean, he's just helped me out so much, you know, throughout the years being on the forums and stuff. And, you know, he walked up to me and gave me a great welcome. You know, that meant a lot to me right there. Um, you know, and there was, you know, Brent Riddle right there uh, downstairs from me. Um, you know, all the Potomac uh, Monster River guys were around me. It, it just felt like I knew everybody personally my whole life. I have did. You know, I did a lot of bass fish, bass fishing uh, tournaments back in the 90s. And, you know, I just got to where I didn't even want to, you know, go anymore, um, you know, just because of the people that was around me in the atmosphere. Um, you know, I just didn't enjoy being in their company. So, you know, I just, you know, quit going. You know, I was just, you know, it just wasn't even fun to me. And, you know, just, just being around these guys, um all the people I met, um, you know, it, it's like I've known them forever, and everybody was exactly like I pictured them to be. Um, you know, you just get to know people by their attitudes, by talking to them and stuff, and it's just like I've known them forever. Um, you know, and, and the shows that we that we um, did at Bass and Moore and at the Ramada at the, um, in the conference room or the atrium or whatever um, – you know, I think our shows went really well. Um, we got, you know, some improvement to do. I didn't know as many people actually watched us. Um, you know, I I talked to someone and they said that uh, everybody at his work, um, and a lot of them don't even catfish. Uh, <laughs> he's got them watching our show, and um, because they they like us as people so much and the the way we get along and everything. So it's. Um, you know, it was real impressive by the way everything turned out. Um, I mean, it couldn't have it couldn't have went any better. There's uh, one other thing that I'd like to mention. Uh, some of the guys are asking about it on the live board, and uh, Janet and I had a little bet going, and I did lose the bet. Uh, the bet was that uh, the loser would wear the other's baseball team cap for a week. Uh, believe me, she uh, come up with that Saturday night before we all went out to dinner and took a picture. So I used her picture and posted it as my avatar. So she knows that I got it on there every day for a week. But I also agreed that I would wear it tonight, and I will. Um, Janet Fox is a lot of fun. Uh, we have had a great time throughout the year uh, riding each other about uh, about our our, foot, our baseball teams and and uh, you know if I had to lose to somebody as bad as I hate to lose I I would soon it be Janet as anyone so Janet Fox I got your hat hey that looks good on you I don't think you should yeah. keep it on for longer than a week no, <laughs> no uh, I'm, I'm counting the days it was for a week so I wore it Saturday night out to dinner and um, I put it on before I left Sunday, and then I posted it online. And she posted it online Saturday immediately. And then I put it on uh, my avatar uh, 
Sunday, and then today's Monday, and I've got us. So that's three. I only got four days to go. I'm now, now, while I, I'm pretty sure, Chuck, I think you can back me up on this. We heard the deal was that whoever loses, the other person has to make their team the favorite, their favorite for the rest of their life. Oh no, 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 that's no, no, no that's they, have to, they had to cheer them on. I mean, <laughs> be full, full into it. <laughs> that's a good try, but no. <laughs> Isn't that what you heard, Chuck? That's it. That's, that's, there you go. That's it. <laughs> no, I, I, I told her I'd do it, and I'm doing it, but, you know, I sure don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, uh, you know, like Lyle was saying a little earlier, you know, this was our first year doing it. This is our first year uh, doing this show, so um, we definitely recognized a few things that we could improve <laughs> on, and I'm sure uh, next year we will. We'll improve on them every year. Uh, but if you guys have any suggestions, I know one of the things we're going to try to work on a little bit next year is, is being together a little bit more. So that way if people want to come up and, and, and contact us, it's a little easier instead of, you know, seeing us spread out a little bit in the crowd and everything and probably try to have a little more of a, uh interview session going on after the, the, the live well checks and everything. And I know that it, it runs a little bit late, but hopefully we can do that and, and a few other things, you know, we'll think of throughout the year and, and try to get done. And, um, you know, if anybody has suggestions or anything like that, we're always welcome. You're always welcome to, to let us know. Um, and, and, you know, you were, you were talking about some of the humbling experiences. There were quite a few humbling experiences, um, you know, this year for me as well. Um, the, one of the first ones was the, the Denise and Brian uh, I talked to Brian and his his son a little bit at Rising Sun earlier this year. He told me that they were fans of the show. Uh, they really enjoyed it. Um, told me that you know they had a they had a surprise for me. And Vince, by the way, old Vince, old boy, we weren't giving out any T-shirts, buddy. Old Denise and Brian, I don't know if they told you, but they had made this for me and they they had. They had uh, made a couple for themselves and we all wore it to the weigh-in and I'll probably wear it quite a bit but catfish weekly stay out of my spot they made that for me it was really really nice of them like Lyle said it really it, it's humbling to see that people really enjoy the show um, you know they're watching it they're listening to what we have to say uh, it's helping them they think that we're doing good with uh, being sort of ambassadors to catfishing um, not really being involved in the drama and, and the bad parts of that can be involved so uh, we really appreciate that. One of the other things that really humbled me was I was talking with John Jameson a little bit. Um, you know, I asked him a little bit about, you know, the uh, Johnson Outdoors, which is Humminbird Minn Kota, um sponsorships. Who all, you know, I wasn't sure who all was involved. And to his knowledge, he said uh, himself, Phil King, and me. And... You want to talk about humbling, put Phil King, John Jameson, and Chris Wallace in a sentence together. That's humbling. That is very, very humbling. I, I mean, that's for the catfishing world, I do mean that, you know, for the sponsorships by Johnson Outdoors and catfishing. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really humbled that, that Johnson Outdoors, you know, they, they decided that I was worthwhile to bring on and, and help them do what they're wanting to do in catfishing. I know that talking with John he said they've really got their eye on it um, that lets you know catfishing as a sport 
it's moving up. I mean, when you got big big companies that are are looking at it and they're watching it and they're keeping a close eye to it, you know that lets you know that it, it's getting serious. It's really it's really working. You know, everything we're doing and trying to get done, it's it's all positive. It's all in the works. It might not happen fast, but it's working. It's all relevant, and it's it's going to improve and keep getting better as time goes along. Um, some of the other, uh, like bass and crappie guys, and even some of the walleye guys, as bad as I hate to admit it, they all got out on us a little bit. You know, they was a little more prepared. They was a little more organized. Uh, they started a little sooner than the catfish you guys did. But we're coming along, and, and you know, uh, uh, I know all them guys are sitting back there and watching because they know we're coming. And uh, if we can we can get the guys interested in what we're doing and, and we can get to promoting some of these tournaments and get some stuff on the air where people actually watch it, we're going to make a big dent in it. Yeah. You know, and with the, uh, with the filming we did at Bass and More, we had – you know, we had some really good interviews. The people that showed up, um, you know, they showed up and, and knew that we were going to be there and wanted to be part of the show, um, which was really, really cool. And, and you know, twofold, that, that they also, I'm sure, while at Bassinmore, bought a bag of skipjack or, you know, bought some hooks or something. And, and Bassinmore really uh, went out of their way to make us feel comfortable. I mean, they, we rearranged their whole back end of their store. We moved shelves around, uh, you know, really did a lot, and, and they accommodated us greatly. And, and I, I couldn't have been more impressed with them for what they did for us. Um, you know, and then the people, like I said, the people coming in, knowing we were going to be there, uh, taking part of the show. Um, the Ramada, you know, they... they they let us take all the chairs and everything that we would need to do and, and take a whole big area um, to do the filming in there. It was really nice in there, really nice of them to let us do it as well. Um, basically, a uh, really good time. Like like we said, you know, we're, we're, we're going to improve upon it next year. We're going to be planning and, and trying to do things and, and do them a little different, but, you know, improving every year. So... Um, Let's go on to the fishing a little bit. Chuck, how was your fishing during the tournament? Did you pre-fish, pre-fishing? How was all that? Let us know. Yeah, well, um, I knew coming into Saturday that uh, everything was going to be totally different than uh, what I had tried to pre prepare for being out on the uh, river the two previous days. Um, so, you know, I was watching the pressure. Um, I, I knew not to get too too deep into what I was doing Thursday and Friday because I didn't want to get, you know, too much of a heartbreak. I marked some really good fish on Thursday, which um, most of them that I uh, went back and checked on Friday had already moved. Um, uh, Saturday, I found... Um, I found some in, in one place that I'd marked Thursday that wasn't back on Friday, and um, another another really good place that I had found on Thursday that I left alone on Friday. Um, somebody was on it when I got to it first thing Saturday morning, so I had to go on to Plan B. Um, Chuck, so this was your first time on, on the Ohio, wasn't it? Oh yes, it was. Um, you know, Thursday and Friday. You know, I caught some. Um, you know, some good 20 and pound, you know, 20 pound and under fish. Um, you know, I, I, had, I marked some, you know, good fish that I, I never put bait in their face. Um, 
at one hole we did for a minute and they chased and we went ahead and left um there was, there was a lot of boats around and you know and we'd already caught a few fish and, and drawn in some more boats that came in close from the fish splashing around so um you know i didn't want to give away any spots that i found so i just you know cruised on down the river um but you know somebody had already marked the same spot as i did on that first hole but we picked a nice a nice drift lane where um you know the the secondary channel um the you know the deepest part of the channel was um it was you know i had uh, used my eye pilot and um went ahead and um you know went ahead and you know picked my drift <clears throat> so i wouldn't have to even you know my eye pilot was set to go when i got to it um it you know i seen a lot of fish there friday which um you know after the front i was i wasn't expecting too many fish to be out in the in the channel on the ledges but um that was the only shot i was taking um uh, at the time because uh you know the last hole that i had uh, picked out you know it was a pretty good cruise down the river so um i didn't want to i didn't want to go all the way down river uh you know and f fish uh plan c and then run back up river and then drift down river again so i went ahead and made my drift um caught it caught us a couple of small cats on that drift um, I didn't mark any fish like I did on uh, Thursday and Friday down this uh, drift drift lane that I had picked. I knew they had all probably got on up into the more shallower flats and stuff, um, you know. But I was using big baits. I was hoping that you know a couple of the big ones were out roaming around and I'd get lucky. But um, we just cut, you know, Leanne came up with a big. Uh, five or six foot gar it was about half along of the boat and we done thought we hit the lottery when that rod went down but um you know we got the gar up to the boat and i went ahead and just cut the leader um and then you know from there we, we just went on down to our uh plan c um drift around this deep hole that um you know that we would we had caught and marked good fish on on thursday um We've marked lots of fish, a lot more than we did on Thursday, because this is the type of spot that, um, you know, the the creek type outlet where a lot of fish would go during the front. Um, you know, you got the more shallower water, lots of bait fish. You couldn't even uh, see the bottom. Uh, the whole time we were there, it was just loaded with bait fish, but we couldn't we couldn't get them to bite. Um, we picked up one more small channel cat right there. Um, he hit a big old uh, skipjack bait that was just unbelievable. I don't know how he got it in his mouth. Um, we had a couple more nice takedowns that, um, you know, that I jumped the gun and told Leanne to crank down on too soon, which I should have waited. You know, I got anxious. Um, you know, that's that's just some mistakes that you learn by. But um, you know, there's no do-overs. You just learn from your mistakes and go on. But um, you know, I've never had luck during cold fronts. Uh, I've never even had skill during cold fronts, and that's mostly my fault because um, being a um, a trophy catfish hunter, um, an angler, uh, you know, I, I usually don't go out during fronts. You know, if if I have plans going out Saturday, a bad front comes through, um, you know, most of the time I say, well, 
you know, here's that front. I'm not going to get him today. I'm gonna, uh, I'll just wait and, you know, save my money and go next weekend when, when I know the fish are going to be biting good. So, um, you know, that's just something I'm going to have to change my ways on, and I'm going to have to get out there during them fronts. Um, I'm going to have to learn how to catch those fish during them fronts because these guys that caught these fish and placed in the money, um, you know they've been out fishing fronts, and, uh, you know, they, they've got to jump on everybody else. Now, Chuck, it sounds like um, it sounds like you said you went downriver. Did you did you lock through the dam? Uh, no, I, I, I got uh, very close to the dam um, on, on my Plan C, um, you know, the last hole that had lots of bait. Um, I never locked through the whole week. Um, I've seen so many people locking through, and so I knew from the, you know, pretty much probably from the Green River on up toward the dam, looked like it was going to be uh, pretty crowded from the, the traffic I've seen heading down, so... And I was right, you know, that, that 220 lockup, the, the ones that came up through um, um, Newburgh Dam, um, that, there was a lot of boats that come up at 220. We, we, came, we came back up river with them, and um, there was a slew of them. So, uh, you know, that the whole upper end of the lake, we pretty much had to ourselves. River. Um, there was, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, you know, it, down there by you know down by the down there by the dam, um, the way it opens up around those islands, uh, I was able to fish it more like a lake, um, you know, because the, the current slowed down more, um, and that that's more of the type of uh, you know fishing I'm used to. Uh, we fished in a couple of very narrow spots that the current was moving on pretty good, but. Uh, when when we got up there closer to the dam where it opened up really big by the by the uh, big plant, um, you know we didn't find the, the the real deep water we was wanting, which it probably wouldn't have helped on Saturday with that front. But um, it had a couple of really nice holes that um, we produced out of, but we just couldn't get them to bite on Saturday. Um, now, Chuck, so, would you say that? Being from down south Alabama area, um, you know the the weather patterns down there are definitely going to be a lot different different than they are up here. And then also you were talking about how, you know, you're I, I believe this is your first year like really tournament fishing, and you've always been the the, the trophy cat fisherman. Um, I know up here I can tell you for sure, uh, tournament fishing and trophy cat fishing. It's hard to do. I mean, you really got to change your game plan and, and go after fish and get a lot of guys. From from what I've heard, is their their first objective is to get the limit of fish in the boat, and it's it's not targeting trophies. It's getting five fish in the boat or three fish in the boat. So what what would you say? Um, would you agree that it, you know it's a, it's a different weather pattern and you know is it something that you're going to bother with learning or is it something that being down there you're not really you worried about no uh you know fronts are fronts it don't matter where you're at you're going to have the uh you know the pressure is going to rise really fast um you know and, and if you're if you're lucky enough to be fishing during the rise of the pressure uh but it usually triggers a pretty good bite while it's on muscles and it steadies out um you know for the first 48 hours it's usually total lockjaw um you know, uh, my plan C, um, you know, it had, 
lots of you know 10 to 20 pound fish in it um and that was my plan was you know trying to get you know five 15 pound fish in the boat and getting 75 pounds that was my whole plan the whole time um but after i went after the one i was um you know i was on my drift lane i marked good fish on i was using big baits um lots of different scents and some live baits um i you know i had a few different things for them um you know and, and just got you know the small bites and that big gar on the drift lane um you know then i went i went to that one spot where i was using some live baits and um it was on friday during when it was raining pretty good uh right before noon i found a spot that had lots of um you know 10 to 15 pound flatheads and I about used all my live brim up just playing with them because they were so much fun. Um, you know, and, and they were just take stealing my uh, live brim off one after the other. I mean, that's how good they were hitting. I just had to stop feeding them because I was running out of bait. Um, you know, so after I went and I seen my, my hole was taken where, you know, I, I was pretty sure I, I had the best chance of um, – you know, getting getting a couple of the nice fish that I needed. Um, you know, I, I did my drift lane, uh, which I marked some good fish on. Z you know, just got a couple small ones there. Um, you know, then then I went to try to get my limit. Um, right right at noon, we went ahead and shot shot up river to that one hole, and um, they were everywhere. The, I mean, there was live bait everywhere. The fish were everywhere, and we we couldn't get them to bite for nothing. Um, you know, the, the small channel cats and, um, uh, I guess smaller blues, they were just, you know, sucking the meat right off of the skipjack. Um, the rod tip stayed bouncing, but, you know, none of the larger ones that were in there on Thursday wanted to come play. They just, um, you know, I, I guess they just went on up into the, you know, more shallower flats and just chilled out until they were ready to feed again or something. But, um, it just didn't produce like I was hoping it would do. What was the, when you said you drifted down in that stretch of the river, uh, what was the current speed? What was it pushing your boat at? Well, when, when I put my nose in the wind and uh, the wind wasn't catching the side of my boat, um, that that uh, that drift lane that I chose, uh, when, when you come around from Owensboro going down river, you got the first long island, and then you got a nice long straightaway, and uh and then there's two islands um i fished uh you know the, the low the lower half between the first and the one island and the two islands out on the secondary channel edge um it was pretty narrow there you know and when i put my nose into the wind uh it was pushing us probably around uh 1.1 to 1.3 um you know when, when I would when I would fight, when I would fight a fish and I, I would take off the uh, spot lock, um, you know it would when we was fighting the gar we was probably doing about 1.3 as about as fast as it got us. I think the wind was pushing us just a little bit. Uh, then when we got on down where it opened up more, it, it was pushing us about 1.7 <laughs> or 0.7. Uh, the reason I asked was that. Uh... I, I know that they opened up every gate at the dam. On on Friday they had six gates open. On Saturday they had every gate open. 
um, up near the dam. I'm sure it was pushing. I, I wanted to say it was pushing 1.5, 1.7. So I was curious, you know, whether the the river near the dam pushes the same speed as it does down below, or if uh, you know the bends and the and the barges and everything going down river might slow that water down a little bit the further you get down there. But it doesn't really sound like it does. Um, also, Chris Parker wants to know if you've ever had a mullet or if you would grow a mullet. Would I would I grow a mullet? Now his real question was, did you use any mullet as bait? <laughs> um, no, I didn't. Um, I didn't use any mullet for bait. Just uh, you know, just some skipjack. Um, you know, and I had a little bit of skipjack that um, was. Uh, I had one or two that I had salted down with some garlic salt really good before I froze it, uh, you know, just to get some different scent down, a uh, different scent trail out. Um, you know, I I saved it for the last because, you know, I I wanted to use it. Uh, that You know, that's when I was catching the channel cats, That you know, that's what I had out. They were really going after the garlic and stuff, but... At that time, I was really pretty much throwing everything at them just to try to get anything to bite. Um, you know, then we had, um, you know, live gills, um, you know, and I, I was um, I was juicing those up with some uh, with some fish oil, um, you know, just to give it some little extra, um, you know, some extra flavor to, to get some scent down trail. So. Um, I was just throwing everything at them. I just, I just couldn't get their stomach to growl. You know the the whole scent thing. You know, was you using a specific brand or is there something that you like? Uh, and and how do you say? You know, there's I hear lots of guys that say I won't spray nothing on my bait. I, that crap don't work. Um, what do you say to that? What's your opinion on the subject? Well, um, I what I believe in doing is using multiple scent trails. Um, I like to get as much scent out behind the boat as possible. Um, I want to I want to see, see what they're coming in and uh, you know what their flavor of choice is. Um, you know I, the guys. You know there was a few guys using cut sucker and uh, they were also using skipjack and they were they were choosing the cut sucker over the skipjack. They wasn't even touching the skipjack. So um, you know I didn't have anything like that. Um, you know, I was using, you know, some oils from, uh, you know, the Bass Pro Shop that, you know, mo most of the deep sea guys uh, use. Um, I, you know, I, I put a couple of squirts of uh, dead red on there even. I, I use it every now and then, um, you know, just to get more scent down river, uh, not hoping to get a bite on it. Uh, you know, I'll just spray it on my bait when I first throw it out. It's going to wash right off immediately, but I just try to get more scent down the current stream and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, get some, you know, fish out looking around, see what's going on, getting them curious and hoping they would bite. Um, I've had, you know, good luck using uh, live gills during fronts before, um, using cut brim and cut skipjack side by side with it. Um I think actually that the uh, the cut baits actually brought the, the the fish up current, uh, but after they got up to the boat, they actually chose the uh, live baits. Uh, 
but you know I'm I'm not totally sure on that, but that's the theory I've had uh you know a couple of times in the past. Um but you know the the men um I don't know how you really say it, but it's the the men had no um it's a it's a oily fish. Um it's kind of like herring that's um you know that you fishermen use for bait out on the coast. You can buy it by the gallon and it just gives it more of an oily uh, more of an oily scent that goes down the river, kind of like a skipjack does. And I've used it quite a bit, uh, you know, trying to get scent trails going on the Tennessee River. And it's it worked for me, uh, you know, plenty of times. But uh, it, they just wasn't interested in it um, Saturday like they was on Thursday. I used it a little bit, to, you know, not much, just just to see if they would be interested in it on that river. And they were interested in it, so I was just going to, you know, wait and use it on Saturday. I tried it also, and uh, the areas I was fishing, I guess they they were looking for something besides what I had. Yeah, we got we got. We, I started a whole conversation on uh, mullets and I guess <laughs> mohawks and everything in the live chat. We heard, we heard Lyle would look good with a mullet. That they'd bet that I had a mullet at one time. I'd never had a mullet. Never once have I had a mullet. I have had a rat tail, and I wore the bicycle shorts. No <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no mullet. You say you did have a mullet at one time? No. I said, would you like to have one? Would I like? No, I would not like to have one. Can you, can you still grow one? <laughs> no, I could not grow Well, Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it still grows up there, but, you know. I gotta get haircuts every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know what, what Ray Stitcher was saying about the uh, men hating oil. Um, that stuff is very, very, very oily, stinky. Um, I, I, I really believe it's more oily um, than than uh, if you could make a skipjack skipjack extract uh, out of pure oil. Um, but you know, I just use it just to try to get some oil. Uh, most time, they they make the menhaden oil and menhaden milk. I've never tried the milk, but the milk it's supposed to disperse in the current stream more, and not the oil floats up to the top of the water, and, and just you know, cause it's an oil. Um, the milk it's supposed to stay mixed with the current stream and, and stay about at the. Uh, you know the the levels that you release it at. So if you put it on your bait and you let it down 20 feet, it it, it should stay around 20 foot deep as it's going down the current stream. Um, if you put the oils on your bait, it's going to start floating up as it's going down, and it's going to end up on the surface. Um, but you know I couldn't find the milk. Uh, that's what I'm used to using. Um, I had a hole punctured in my my old milk, and I had to throw it away. Uh, I tried the oil, and, and it's just um, it's just it just wasn't working like the milk that I had before. <laughs> oh, not laugh at you, Chuck. Uh, I just got a picture, and I had to click on it, and oh yeah, some of them had mullets. Yeah, the. Uh... One of the reasons I think what you you were saying that it didn't work there, I believe like uh you know scent trail or not, I don't think the fish down there Saturday, I don't think they were coming out of cover. I, I think they were there, they were buried down. Uh, you had to bounce a bait off their nose in order to get them to bite. I think this. Morning. 
No, I think you're yeah, right. I had him come up. I had him come up to the bait um, and, and go right back down. Um, I I was I was spot locked on three. Um, you know they they were acting interested for a while. I mean I'm talking two hours for a while. Um, you know and, and we actually had one of them uh, take a rod down, which you know I jumped the gun and told her to crank down too soon, um, which was totally my fault. You know I thought I thought he actually had it, but I didn't give him enough time. So that's just something we got to learn by and and give it more time and all that. So. Yeah, we, we did get one to bite after a while after driving them crazy, and uh, he actually decided he wanted cut gills um, after giving skipjack for a while. Uh, we was floating some live gills around the boat. Uh, we had a line take off out toward the middle of the channel, um, and it, it was another guard that had actually just, you know, <coughs> the, gut, the guts and eyeballs out of a gill. Um, he actually demolished one of my live gills, so... Um, it was time to put fresh uh, bait on everything anyway, so I just uh, I cut that gill up really good and, and, and dropped it down there, and uh, he decided he wanted to take it. We didn't give him enough time. All right, now wait a minute, guys. Wait a minute. This is breaking news. Breaking news. Scott Wiseman shared this picture. He rocked a mullet. And and boy, he was a stud. If you guys can't see that right there, <laughs> so uh, I just thought I'd share that with everybody since he shared it with everybody in live chat. So <laughs> I guess he thought it'd be okay to put on the show. <laughs> so uh, now you're famous, Scott. Hell yeah! <laughs> but uh. No, um, Chuck, or not Chuck, but Lyle, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about how your uh, pre-fishing and fishing and everything went down there this weekend? Our pre-fishing went really good. We got down there uh, <clears throat> Wednesday and checked in the motel and uh, got out on the water and spent the day, <clears throat> the rest of the day down there, and we marked a lot of fish. And uh, we went out Thursday, and, and we were still marking fish everywhere we went, and we we come in uh, Thursday night and decided we was going to pick three of the spots that uh, we planned on fishing that we thought we could do the best at. we done that, went back and checked those places Friday. The fish was still there, did not really bother them. We did go a couple other spots and, and cast out for a little bit, just see if we could get bit. <clears throat> some of the places we did, some of them we didn't. We was just trying to put as much time on the water as we could. We launched out uh, Saturday morning, and we went directly to the dam next to the wall where I'd marked four big fish for two days, and we got down there, and they was gone, nowhere to be found. Um, <clears throat> we also had another spot that we had found fish that uh, had been there for a couple of days, and we went to that spot and spent almost two hours on it because the fish had, had actually moved from where they was at out into some deeper water. And uh, like you guys were saying, we just we was bouncing it off our head. Uh, uh, we even tried anchoring the front of them and cast it, walking the baits back down to them instead of drifting by them. And uh, it didn't make any difference. They, you know, them guys, they wasn't gonna want to bite. I don't believe. And we tried live bait and cut bait, two or three different kinds of everything, and uh, nothing was gonna happen. So our third spot, we really thought if all else failed, we could go in there and and uh, put us five fish in the boat quick if we needed to. And 
we spent about two and a half hours in that spot and, and only got one bite and it didn't uh, get the hook. So uh, we had another place that we had fished the year before and done really well at. We went to it. Uh, it was getting about 1.30 at that time and uh, we fished it till the end of the day and never got a bite there. So even the best laid plans fall, fall for you sometimes. They don't always work out, especially during the cold front time. But, uh, you know, we really thought we had a good program put together and we was pretty sure we was going to do all right. Uh, it, for some reason, it just didn't pan out. And uh, I think uh, some of the reason is uh, the fish that we marked wasn't on structure, and I believe that they did go to structure, uh, except for that one spot. They just went to deep water because really there was no structure around that area. But uh, the other places, I think they was laying up tight, and I'm not sure that uh, not knowing where they went, uh, we, was, we probably should have had a plan D and, and uh, started backwards and went down the list, I guess. Okay. Yeah, um, I myself, I, I fished with uh, a new friend, Alex Nagy out of Illinois. Um, we came, I came down and he came down, I came down a little earlier than him when, uh, Thursday, I believe. Um, Thursday afternoon. Um uh -huh. We went out, or, you know, we did the show, we did the filming on the show, and then we went out for a little bit uh, out of Owensboro there, tried to tried to locate some bait. Um, you know, we hit the discharge that everybody else was at. We went uh, up in some coves and, and up around barges and really just trying to find some shad, some skipjack, uh, some moon eye. We really were just trying to find anything that we could get our hands on. And we, I, I think we put... Um, maybe one shad in the boat. Uh, we did get us a couple Asian carp, uh, and I used the Asian carp, cut them up. Uh, and, and this is, you know, good good idea if anybody else wants to do it. You know, what we do is uh, we take the Asian carp, basically fillet the back straps out of them, the, the fillet area that you can get out of them. Uh, take the rest of that Asian carp, put, put it tail down into a bucket, uh, let it sit there, let all the blood drain out of it, and take all that blood, dump it into a baggie with your fillets, and let those fillets so soak in that blood. Um, we did that, we, but we threw that out. The skin on a, on the Asian carp will keep that piece of bait on the hook, and I mean, it'll be a pain in the butt if it's been out there for three hours to get back off of that hook. So it's, it's a real easy piece of bait to hook on and, and, and keep it there so you can hook it up in the corner and... and you know, you can use a big piece or a little piece. It really doesn't matter. It's going to stay on there. Um, but yeah, we we really didn't we didn't get any bait out there. So besides the Asian carp, um, you know, he brought a couple shad with him from local waters. Uh, luckily, Bass and War saved us, uh, and and I'm sure they'll do this every year. But you know, you got to make sure that if you tell them save you some bait till Saturday morning, you get your butt down there and buy that bait because that's you know it's a pretty a pretty uncool thing to do to have them hold bait for you, and and then them not get that sale and and they've held it for you that whole time and there's nobody else that that's going to be buying that uh, that late. So um, yeah, they held us some. I mean, they had some great big old um, crate chubs. Or I don't know if some people call them suckers or what they would be called for you. We call them creek chubs. Um, you know, I had bluegills and some some uh, bullheads and stuff that I had brought. We tried using everything. We 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 ended up going up up river to the dam 
the uh, Candleton Dam. There's about a 36-mile run upriver. Um, you know, we got up there. We fished a, a variety of depths. Uh, we sat in one, well, one general area. Uh, we, we were there for a good three hours, I'd guess, uh, which is longer than I normally like to sit in places, but I think for myself, when the water gets cooler, uh, especially cold fronts and stuff, I like to give places a little longer than I normally would. Uh, so I was sitting in the spot, you know, we'd sit in a spot for about an hour. Um, it really, we weren't getting a lot of bites there, you know, we decided, we, we talked about doing a few different things, we, we went down, we tried them, um, you know, one of the problems that I, that I faced myself was that I, I put too big of hooks on and I was using too big of baits for most of the time. Uh, you know, after the, the afterthought, I knew that I should have baited down and I should, I had a 10 knot, I think they're called HD sushi, sushis or XD sushi Charlie Brown hooks. Uh, they're, they're a monster hook. They really are. Um, I, th I think I did have one team catfish a dot double action on. Uh, but I should have had that dot double action on all three poles of, of mine. Uh, so, you know, doing that, actually hitting the structure a little better, doing a little more drifting, those are the things that I felt like I might have did wrong. Um, I do uh, I do feel bad. You know, Alex, this is his first time on the river as well. Um, according to him, everything we did on on our, you know, what he's seen where we were at and everything, you know, you compare the Ohio River to the Mississippi River. He said we would have had fish. We would have had a good, we would have had a good amount of fish in the boat for what we did. Um, so, so tactics, things like that. You know, they definitely vary from from body of water to body of water, uh, and all things pl play into effect there. You know, the conservation of fish and all that. Everything plays into effect. The weather, uh, wind. Um, lots, lots of things. That's why, you know, it's, as they say, that it's not called catching, it's called fishing. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think Aaron did a great job running the tournament again. They did have to move that stage, uh, from the side of the hill that they normally have it on, uh, to the top of it because of all the rain they had down there. Uh, it would have been a little muddy and everything, but, you know, hopefully years to come we won't have that problem. I, I think that, uh, part of that being on the side of the hill like that is that effect that I've talked about, you know, on the on the show before about, you know, coming into the weigh-in and seeing all the people on the side of the hill. That's really an experience in itself, and uh, it was too bad that they couldn't get that, you know, done this year. But it's not a problem. It was still ran great. Still, still went off without a hitch. People even came and showed up, even though it was sprinkling, raining a little bit out there, and it was cold. Uh, so I'm sure that you know. Aaron did a great job of keeping people entertained up there when, uh, you know, people were out fishing during the tournament and everything. Um, but, yeah, again, you know, thanks to Alex for, you know, he brought his boat. I fished out of his Searc Easy 200. Um, real nice big boat, comfortable, rode well. Um, but uh, I want to go ahead and if, if nobody has anything else, if any of the guys in chat have any questions for us or anything, go ahead and type them out. But I'm going to go ahead and name off the people who placed the top 20. Uh, I'm going to say what uh, what their total weight was, if they had a big fish or not. Uh, you know, I'm going to go down the list. In first place, Jody and Trisha Beaven. And by the way, you know, we got a good pre-interview with Jody. Uh, Jody is going to try his best to be on the show next Monday. 
I believe. So hopefully we'll have a nice uh, show with him on, talking a little bit, hopefully about what he did, uh, things like that. But Jody Beaven and his wife Trisha Beaven had 115.1 pounds of fish out of five fish with a big fish of a 53.6 pound flathead. And one of the questions we had in in the chat live chat right off the bat was, is is it typical to have a flathead as a big fish? No, not really. I mean, they're caught, and and I believe that even the rising sun might have been a on day one might be a 36 pound or might it might end up being day two. I can't recall, but uh, flathead was one of the top uh, top big fish in that tournament as well. So it, it's kind of a little unusual. Um, so it's definitely different and. Going on down the list here, second place, Sam Brooks out of Indiana and John Rains out of Tennessee. 111.5 pounds out of five fish. Third place, Larry Muse and Don Dalton. And they had 97.7 pounds. Fourth place, our very own, Indiana's own, Casey Tudorow, John LeMaster. Getting it done every single time, it seems like, in the money. Number Casey's four. Casey's on the chat right now. Yeah, Casey's in the chat there. 87.5 pounds. Bam. They did They did a good job again. And, here, and here's something that, you know, Brent Riddle, number five, and Terry Cook out of Missouri, they got 85 pounds. Now, Brent Riddle came down, never fished this river in his life. Fished the Rising Sun, placed in the money on that as well. That is an absolute outstanding job. I mean, these are the guys who go out there. They they're the fish whisperers. Casey and Brent. These guys just know. You know, they they, they can feel it in their bones where the fish are at. What what's going to take to get them to bite? You know, I, I I only hope that I have what these guys have one day in my life. You know, it's a very very good job think, for Brent. I think, I think Brent fished it last year, top five, I believe. Third. Third. Third last year, yeah, he, he got on up there last year. He was, okay. uh, he, yeah, he was top five. Yeah. Well, still, I mean, you know, not from this area. Yeah, I know good. he doesn't, he doesn't fish this water very much at all, a couple times a year, if that. Yeah, he's he's just like uh, he's that. He's gonna be, he's a force to reckon with. Everywhere he goes. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, he's just tough. He's a great guy too. We're really proud of him. Then number six, we got Dale and Matt. Kearns out of Illinois. Another tough team. Big fish of 50.6 pounds. That I think they might have had the second biggest fish. Total weight of 84.7. So when, you know. That no, was, they did second big fish. They did not? No, Dave and Tracy got second big fish. Okay. Well, then that, yeah, the big fish was all within about three pounds of each other. And that's pretty good. David Hart. Teresa Sheltman out of Ohio, seventh place. Yeah, there it is, 52 pounds. 52-pound yep. big fish, 83.9, a little less than a pound out of that sixth place. So they were all close right there. 80, and actually, 84.7 and 85 out of Brent and Dale, they were less than, th what, about three ounces. Or is that, I'm not thinking right, anyway, 16 ounces of the pound in it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like they said, we're tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm still tired. All right. Let's see. Going on number eight, Dustin Hedges, Rodney Hall out of Kentucky, 75.9 pounds. 
Number team or uh, place number nine, Rod Benningfield and Ricky Eisel and Nathan Helm out of Kentucky, 75 pounds. <clears throat> Tenth place, Justin Browning and Carl White out of Ohio, 69.3 pounds. Number eleventh place, Vince and Bill Nadoski and Chad Wall. Uh, Vince out of Ohio, Chad out of Indiana. Looks like they had 66.1 pounds. 12th place, Ben Goble out of Indiana and Russ DeVore out of Missouri. 61.7 pounds. And then we got 13th place, Adam Winder out of Kentucky, Vicky and Jason Mathenia out of Illinois. Big fish are 26.3 pounds. Total weight, 59.6. That was Vicky's new personal best flathead. Oh, very nice! Congratulations. Yeah, and they, and they're another they're another team that does very well no matter where they fish at. Yeah, they just don't matter if they show up; they're a contender to win every place they go. Fourteenth uh, place, we have Brian Newton out of Virginia and David Barnett out of Virginia as well. Fifty-eight point nine pounds. Fifteenth place, Floyd Manley and Johnny Coleman. With a big fish of 49.6, so that was a total weight of 57.8. That was the majority of their basket there. They would have had a, another decent fish to add to that. They'd have been pretty tough there. They come all the way down from way up in Iowa. Them boys done a really good job first time down. Wow, that's a very good job then. Uh, 16th place, John Jamin, John Jamison out of Kansas and Marty Gerloff out of Missouri. 55.5 pounds. 17th place, Hans Farnstock and Chad Harris out of Missouri. Big fish of 33.4 pounds. Total weight, 50.7. 18th place, Matt Martin and Chris Stacy. 47.7 pounds. 19th place, Keith Terrence and Mike Duncan, 46.8. And 20th place, Brad Pruitt out of Missouri and Jody McDaniel out of Illinois, 44.8 pounds. Uh, so uh, congratulations to to everybody who fished it, especially the top twenty. That's who who placed in the money at this event. Uh, Jody Jody Beavins and uh, Trisha Beavins, I think with uh, first place, big fish, uh, the bonus of a fifty plus pound big fish, and I think uh, highest placing man and woman team. I think they had almost eleven thousand dollars taken home in cash. Yep, it was just shy of that. That's outstanding. Job for them, and they done they done a, a, a really good deal on that. Uh, Jody Jody put the, the fish in the boat, and it was funny listening to him talk about uh, her trying to, to net that fish and taking two or three stabs at it, and, and couldn't get it in there. And he's afraid he was going to lose it. And uh, it, it's a pretty nice story. I you know I hope he can share it with us uh, on the show next week. But congratulations to Jody and Trish. They done a they done a really good job, and. And uh, that's that's a great way in for down there. And I believe that uh, well, I was just told in chat that the Brian Newton and David Barnett out of out of Virginia won that Sea Ark boat. So you know they didn't do too bad either. No, that's awesome. Uh, it's great that Sea Ark would give that boat away, and those guys won it. I'm pretty sure that they didn't have two vehicles down there, but I bet they won't mind going back after it. Yeah, I, I'll tow it home for them. Yeah. My home. <laughs> yeah, good for good. Which, home, which one? Awesome. 
Which what one was, was it that they gave away? Which which one was it gave away? It was three of them sitting out there. I didn't know which one was given away. The 17 foot, I believe. The 17. Yeah. I believe That's it was 17 foot. Didn't have a motor on it. As boat and trailer still outstanding deal. That's a great boat. Uh, you know they can either use it, sell it, whatever they want to do. And uh, yeah, I believe uh, it. It was almost ten thousand dollars too, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and that and that you know the fact that they just give it away to any you know a random person who participated in the tournament, not somebody who got a certain place or won the tournament or anything like that. That's that's really really nice. I mean, yeah, it is. So it is outstanding. I think back to back years, uh, first time people fishing the the monsters on the Ohio's who won the boat back to back. Yep, really? Larry Mew. Do what now? Is it last year? Last year and this year, both years, the person who, the people who won the boat, have been first-time monsters on the Ohio fishermen. Awesome. That that that's yeah. Good. Uh, Larry, Larry Muse won the uh, the Black Horse Black Cat custom rod with a sixty-five hundred. Uh, I believe it was a sixty-five hundred C3 reel. Uh, loaded with braid, and I held it in my hand, and I was very jealous. I'm, I, was, I wanted it bad. That's a nice setup. Nice yeah, that, that rod did. That rod did feel great, and fishing rod, I should say. So, in case Cindy's in the background anywhere giggling or <laughs> pointing and laughing at me, she would, but she's not upstairs. <laughs> she's downstairs. But yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> that was yeah, it. he said he's gonna. Go ahead, Chuck. Yeah, I talked. I talked to Larry. He said that he can't wait to uh, get on Lake Wilson, and uh, he's got plans for that setup that he's he's gonna uh, back bounce with it, and um, he can't wait to hang him a big old blue with it to see how it does. And I told him to uh, give me a call because I want to be in the boat with him next time he goes. Awesome. Yeah, but we both got a lot of work going on the next month or two, so it's hopefully I can be able to get up there pretty soon. This is my fishing. This is my favorite time of the year to fish, and it's always the busiest at work. It never fails. We've been getting slammed with rain for the last week. It rained all day. Looks like the next three days it's going to be like 90 to 100% chance. So uh, I got a feeling my fishing is going to have to be on hold for at least a week. Yeah. And I want to let everybody know also um, the contest for the uh, guided fishing trip with uh, Gary Turner, uh, Gone Fishing Adventures. That's still up for grabs, everybody. you got to go over to uh, Gone Fishing Adventures Facebook page. Uh, look for our post of the contest photo. Down, down on the bottom left-hand side, it'll say Post to Wall. And you'll see one by Catfish Weekly. You'll look for that one, that picture there. Uh, you like his page, you like that photo, make a comment in the photo. Mention Catfish Weekly however you want in the comment. Uh, that'll enter you in the chance to win that guided, that guided trip in 2015. That's a full day trip with him. That's like a $350 value, I believe. Um, it's, it's definitely a nice prize. We're going to be having that going on uh, through the end of November, I believe. So, uh, it, you know, if you haven't got your uh, Catfish Weekly Super Fan package for 10 bucks, 
you should go out and do that because if you do that and you enter that contest, you follow all the rules for the whole year, every contest we have, double entries, uh, not to mention discounts on whisker wear apparel, discounts on uh, Black Horse Custom Rods, uh, lots of little uh, perks to get that $10 uh, super fan package. That's just helping us pay for uh, hosting and, and all the different services that we have. The chat costs money. Uh, everything costs money these days. You guys know that. So, you know, we're not making anything off of it. We're just trying to help cover costs on things. So if you can, you know, go and, and become a super fan, get get some some perks out of it, get double entries on the entry fee or on the, on the entry for the contest for, for Gary's um, guided trip and we'll appreciate it very much also uh, a new edition of the catfish magazine came out um, if, if you don't know where that's at on our catfishweekly.com page the top right hand corner advertisement you'll see that uh, you can just click on it it takes you right to catfish magazine uh, it's a free magazine digital uh, magazine so you can get it right on your phone or your computer uh, look through it on there. It has good articles and, and interviews, things like that. Um, last month we had a great, you know, whole article about each of us and the show. Uh, you know, and then for every every uh, issue that they put out from now on is going to have just an advertisement for us in it. Uh, so it's a great partnership we have with them. Um, besides that, I, I don't know if you guys have anything else about the monsters you want to chime in about. If you do, go ahead. About the only thing I can say about the Monsters on the Ohio is I've been down there two years. It's an outstanding good time. Uh, the fishing is, is improving down there. Uh, if they keep getting that to, to happen, uh, and, and I know Aaron's going to stay on top of getting this, this tournament run the way he's been doing it, so uh, this, this thing's only going to grow and get better as time goes along. And, Anybody that's interested in a great run tournament, they should at least try to make it once. Uh, if you make it one time, you're probably going to be hooked like the rest of us are and, and uh, be looking to forward to going back. It's just uh, a really good time. And um, to tell you the truth, some of the best people that I know in the sport are down there every year, and, and uh, we get together and stand outside the motel and shoot the breeze and carry on and have an adult beverage once in a while. And, bunch of us go out to dinner a couple times while we're there and uh, you, you really you just can't beat it it's an outstanding time and uh, uh, if we had to take a vacation and that was between that and something else it'd be hard for me to miss it yeah you uh, you got anything else about the monsters Chuck yeah uh, you know a lot of people don't understand uh, you know you, all the people were heading down to uh, Panama City Beach, Florida, Fort Walton Beach, uh, Daytona Beach for vacation, and everyone asked us, uh, you know, why don't y'all go to the beach with us? Uh, well, we're going catfishing in Owensboro, Kentucky in October. That's going to be our vacation, and they just didn't understand why we would want to do this instead of going to the beach. For one, I don't like sand in my butt crack, uh, but, you know... <laughs> There, there is no way I would choose going to the beach over this. There, you know, this is. Um, I look forward to this. You know, I, I counted down every week of every month to you know October the 11th. Uh, my countdown started when I sent my money in in January. So, um, 
you know, th this was my type of vacation. You know, you, you did a little bit of work, but, um, you know, the, the fun and the friendships and the time you spend with your friends and the time you spent fishing outweighed everything, all the work that had to be done and everything, and it was just great. And, uh, you know, I want to thank Aaron Wheatley for, you know, making me feel at home. The whole city of Owensboro, everywhere we went to eat, um, everyone welcomed, welcomed us. Everyone was very nice. Um, you know, it was just a great city to spend the weekend, and uh, I can't wait till next year to go back and do it over again, and hopefully Mother Nature will just leave that cold front where she got it from. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm sure that Aaron, um, you know, he, he gets thanked a ton, and, and we've thanked him a ton. I want to make sure that all of his uh, volunteers know that we appreciate all of them, too. I mean, they're like he'll tell you, they're, they're who help him get everything done. That's a lot of people that he relies on to help him, help him move things along, help him get things going smoothly. Um, so... You know, definitely all of his volunteers, people that help Aaron do what he does out there. Uh, we acknowledge you. We we know that what what you're doing isn't easy, and and we appreciate it very much. So thank you guys. Um, far as uh, monsters is concerned, I think that's all I have. So if you guys are about ready to close it out, I'll let you do a closing statement. Chuck. Yeah, uh, I, I want everybody to remember about our forum on Catfish Weekly. Um, you know, we were very excited about getting it up. Fudd did a lot of work on it, and, um, you know, we have a place where everybody can get together, uh, you know, put your pictures of your catches, your family catches, get on there and chat, ask questions, uh, you know, give us some ideas for show. This is your forum. Um so get on there and let's use it and let's have fun with it. Um, also, I want to mention um, on the 25th of October, Saturday after next, we're having our last um, Alabama Catfish Trail Tournament of the Year. Uh, this was our inaugural year, and it turned out pretty good. Uh, we didn't quite get the boats we wanted, but we still haven't got the word out good. Um, it's going to be uh, the launch is going to be 7 a.m. October 25th on Neely Henry out of Gadsden Landing. Um, uh, go, go check us out on um, Alabama Catfish Trail page on Facebook. All the rules and information you need is on there. That's all I got, Chris. All right. Lyle? Uh, October 25th and 26th, Keokuk, Iowa, with 50 boat entry. Twisted Cat Outdoors having their final tournament of the year. If we get 50 boats, the payout will be $5,000 for first place. Um, if we don't get 50 boats, we'll have $1,000 added money. We'll go from there. I uh, hope everybody can make it. I hope the weather's better than it was the last time we was in Keokuk. We had a monsoon, so uh, we're hoping for the best. Um, I can't think of too much else I got. Uh, just that we'll thank everybody for uh, their support to Catfish Weekly and, and uh, appreciate you all coming up and acknowledging us for what we've done uh, down at Owensboro and, and we're looking forward to seeing you all again real soon. Very good. 
Yeah, um, like Chuck said, you know, we have our forums. Um, I, I also want to let everybody know there might have been a few people on there before, and there was a bit of spam coming through. Uh, we have a new paid service that blocks that, so hopefully spam is no longer a problem on the forum. Um, so, you know, you can feel free to be a part of that and not have to worry about seeing anything you don't want to see or getting links or anything like that that shouldn't be on there. It's all gone. Um, the uh, Facebook page, you know, like like we're saying with the forum, you know, post pictures, uh, like the page, like the group. Um, also, one of the things of the super fan package is uh, there's we got our own special uh, super fan uh, group on Facebook as well. Um, we'll be adding more content to that as well. Hopefully, have a lot of the top fishermen in there. You know, where you can talk to, ask questions, things like that. You know uh, how many members we have to the super fan thing, Chris? Right now, how many super fan members? Yes. Um, I want to say four. I think we're looking at four or five right in that area right now. Great. But uh, yeah, the uh, also uh, you know thank thank Keith Malone uh, you know doing the filming and stuff down there. Uh, Monsters on the house. So I forgot you know I forgot to thank him. He he helped us out. Um, definitely uh, appreciate that as well. Um, as far as uh, catfishing tournaments uh, in Indiana, the ICA. I uh, believe they have their last points tournament on the 25th of October, and then their classic is going to be on the 26th, both out of Tell City, I believe, uh, Tell City, Indiana. Um, the last points tournament is is a members tournament. The classic is uh, only for people who have fished the six or more points tournament throughout the year. So, uh, if you're not a member, $25 for membership fee. $60 for entry fee on the 25th. You can come fish that. Uh, anyone's welcome. Um, trying to think. Uh, you know, definitely uh, Indiana Hunter, um, Black Horse Custom Rods on the website, that you know, the advertisers, uh, Hoosier Whiskers. Um, we have more spots available if you're interested in an in, in, uh, advertising spot on our website. Also, Catfish Magazine. Um, thanks to you guys for helping support us. And, and uh, people also like Rob Klobfelder, who showed up at the Monsters on the Ohio. Um, he was also a sponsor of it. He's also sponsored many of our giveaways. Uh, he's a great guy. I really enjoy talking to him, be, hanging around with him. Um, really, really good guy. So thanks to him yeah. as well. Got a great product. Yep. Very, very nice T-shirts, koozies. Uh, sweaters, uh, hoodies, um, hats. I believe it's got some caps like stuff like that. So um, definitely uh, check out the sponsors that I mentioned. You know, check out their websites, uh, things that they have to offer. Um, that's what keeps them around. Is you know the fact that people are looking at what they have from us. Uh, so so check them out. Um, thanks to. Um, all the fans who did come up, like Lyle said to us during Monsters on the Ohio, introduced themselves, uh, shook our hands, told us what they thought of the show. You know, they enjoyed it. Um, you know, like I said, we hope to continue to become bigger and better every year uh, and, and do better shows and, and just evolve what we're doing. Uh, we're the only ones doing it this way, and, and you know, we're, we're basically uh, novices at it, so we're all learning, you know, as we go.
but uh, we feel like we're doing a good job, and so far you guys think we are too, so thank you very much. Um, I believe that's all I have for you. So... <laughs> yeah, like, like, like and share our page, everybody, on Facebook. Get on there and uh, like and share Catfish Weekly and uh, help us get our name out and like and share the forum and, you know, help spread the word so we can get a good following and it, it'll be a lot more fun the more people we get. Until next week, stay out of my spot. <laughs>